What's happening, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the GM of Rose podcast. We've got myself, Josh, and we've got a special guest today. Hi, Vicky. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? You okay? I'm all right, thank you. So we brought you Ashley to come onto the show today because we're going to one of the topics we've we've brushed on it before, but we wanted to go into it a little bit more in depth. Was about the rising popularity of fitness and lifting weights with um, regards to females. Um, so we thought. I thought you'd be the ideal person to come on. You're a bit of a, known you for a while and you're a bit of a jack of all trades and you've done a bit of strong woman and bodybuilding and stuff. So um, I think it'd be good to get your your take on things. So for the people that don't know you, um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yep, no worries. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me on. Um, and uh, my name is Vicky Owen. Um, also known as the Tiny Titan, because um, there is only one Tiny Titan. I know there are a lot of Titans out there, but they are much bigger than I am. Hence the reason why I coined the phrase, the Tiny Titan. I am five foot nothing. Um, however, I am very old as well, which is the reason why Paul has known me for a very long time. <laughs> and that's why I said we know each other for a very long time. Um, but um, I have been in the industry now for, oh, good God. It's coming up to 15 years, I think. Um, so I've been a PT on the... Um, on the PT floor and then I decided that I absolutely hated it absolutely hated it and just decided to transfer over into online coaching um my original background though was um nursing so I am a fully qualified nurse I still practice two days a month um and with specialties in orthopedic surgery and GI disorders um so on top of that I am a sports performance nutritionist um registered with the IOPN and the SENR um and I am a research master's as well so that's all the boring bit about the whole education <laughs> stuff. Um, but my background in terms of fitness, um, I literally started out uh, bodybuilding and I wasn't very good at it. I have to say I was not very good at it until I decided to actually pull the finger out. Can I swear here? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, that's fine. Fuck it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I am just making sure. Uh, until I decided to pull my finger out of my ass and actually get um, right into the thick of bodybuilding. So I did that. And my very first competitive season was in 2014. Um, it didn't go down very well. And the reason why it didn't go down very well was because I was prepped by somebody who had never actually prepped a female to stage before. Um, oh, whose phone is that? How rude, Tate. how rude. Tate. Right. Tate. We'll blame him. Um, <laughs> it wasn't me. I just want to call that one out. Um, so, yeah, he had never prepped a female before and didn't basically know what he was doing. But because, and this is maybe something that we can rant about, about the industry as well. Um, he basically took all of my fats away from me. So I had no exogenous fats at all for over 12 months. And as you can imagine, it destroyed my hormones, it wow. destroyed my health, it destroyed my hair, my hair fell out in clumps. Um, and this was all, you know, natural bodybuilding. So you can imagine the kind of cascade that was there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do very well in my very first hmm. season, as you can imagine, because I was just an emaciated mess. Um, so taking on board all of that, looking at all of my education, looking at my health um, and the fact that I worked um, in the nursing industry at the same time at that point, I decided to take it upon myself to actually educate myself properly in terms of fi uh, fitness and especially in the female realm and how important it was, um, which apparently is only just about coming into the industry now mm. where coaches are now all of a sudden thinking, oh, okay, females are not actually li just little men. You know, they do actually have to be treated differently. Um, so I took that upon my own self, you know, like nearly a decade ago or over a decade ago now. I keep on forgetting how old I am. 
Very old. Um, so I did bodybuilding, and basically I'm just going to cross over with all of that kind of stuff. Um, actually managed to build some muscle very, very well, sorted out my hormones, sorted out my health, um, and then carried on being a competitive bodybuilder, in which case I just finished my last competitive season um, this last year, um, and I actually did very well. So um, I am a, a WPD uh, champion. Um, I am an athletic champion. Um, I have competed in... Um, maybe I want to say 22 shows now I've done 22 shows um, across all of my competitive seasons but in between that I've done some CrossFit I've done some powerlifting um, I did compete in the Commonwealth Games and did um, powerlifting bench um, and brought home silver medal for um, England for the Commonwealth I did strong woman once um, and I did it still strong... counts I, well it does I say it will count um, the only reason why I did a strong man uh, um, or a strong woman competition was strong person strong now. person yes I know people get their panties <laughs> In a strong twist. them. If you're strong <laughs> them. Um, so the only reason why I did that competition was because it was in COVID. There was no spectators allowed, and I had 11 competitors who were actually competing that day. So I spoke to the organizer and I said, Listen, mate, I need to be there because I need to do blood sugars, I need to do this, I need to do that. And he said, I'm sorry, it's only competitors. So I said, Fine, I'll compete. Never done any kind of training for it, like at all. <laughs> but I traveled down, I competed, I came dead last, <laughs> which I was very proud of. But do you know what? I didn't zero any event. I got I, I got at least one rep on every event. Excellent. So I've experienced yeah. all of that malarkey, and I think I'm an I'm an all rounder athlete, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, good. So we, we, we've touched on it before. We had one one of the PTs that works at the gym, George, one before. We we touched on it about the popularity, the rising popularity of um, females getting into the gym, not being afraid to go and lift weights anymore. Like we mentioned it before, like. You know, going back like 15, 20 years, um, females were absolutely petrified of even touching a weight because they just thought they were going to get mm. big and bulky. Mm. Whereas now we're seeing like this old school gyms is predominantly a bodybuilding and strength gym. And last time we checked, we've got about 35% of our members are female, which is quite a high percentage for what is seen as a bodybuilding gym. Mm. And I've noticed that the females that come in and train they really take it seriously yeah. they're really into the training they're really into the nutrition they're in the gym working hard they're building good physiques um and i just wanted to get like a little take on what you think is is the driving force behind this this kind of popularity being completely honest and people may hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm one of those people that just kind of says, if you hate me, it's fine, don't really care. Um, the reason why women are getting so much more into physiques now is one, more education. Mm -hmm. Two, coaches are actually putting it upon them now to make them understand that it's not just cardio and low dieting um, or low calorie dieting that builds those athletic physiques that women want to achieve. Um, because over the, I mean, over the eons that we, we've been females in the industry, um, we've been indoctrinated into thinking that we just have to lose weight. And if you lose weight, that's what's going to get you higher in social economic status. And you're going to get a better man and you're going to look better and feel better and attract more attention and things like that. Where in actual fact, when women just go in and do lots and lots of cardio and do really low calorie dieting, all they do is look like a melted skinny candle. Mm -hmm. They don't look like anything really, do they? Um, and they detriment their health, they detriment their hormones, and they feel like fucking shit. You know, they really do. Who, who the hell wants to live on salad all the yeah. time? 
time you know nobody ever really wants to do that because all it ends up doing is creating a poor relationship with food emotional responses you know you and how many times have you dieted oh god plenty of times all the time right how many times have you dieted too much. Too much. And how irritable. Twice. Irri- <laughs> twice. twice is too much. Twice is too many times. Um, but how irritable did you get? Fuck you, But in all fairness, how irritable did you get? Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You hated you hated your life. You hated getting up in the morning. You hated having to go into cardio. You you hated the dog. The carpet annoyed you. Oh, you know, everything. things like that. Um, you'd much rather think about a burger rather than have sex with your other half. And this is what women have been feeling all of the time until they get to that point where actually their internal response dampens to such a degree that they don't feel the hunger anymore and it's just part and parcel of their everyday life fuck that noise who the hell wants to feel like that all the time right so i think one of the things is that now women are actually speaking out and saying you don't just have to eat salad you don't just have to do this and if you want to look like these athletic models no you don't just have to take an injection once a week to have that skinny thing asthmatic um (laughs) but you don't just have to do that one but if you actually lift weights you're not gonna get massively bulky these um who was that girl really skinny gwyneth paltrow do you remember her with (laughs) the Pink dumbbells, you know, this is how... Oh, my good God. Right, ladies, the pink dumbbells that are like two kilos or two pounds or whatever like that, your shopping bags weigh more than that. Your baby that you carry on your hip all the way around, they are it's heavier than that. You're not a mass monster, are you? You haven't just turned into the She-Hulk. No, you have not, right? But I think now it's all of a sudden coming out and thinking, okay, what these people were talking about were actually dog shit, Mm. and I do want to have that athletic physique. I do want to look like the models that I see on um, on Instagram and on, my, on magazines and things like that. So I think social media has a lot to answer for women getting into the gym, which is a really powerful thing, but it also has a negative side effect yeah. at the same time, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. We've touched on that before. With, uh, like we, I don't know whether you've seen the guy Goob on Instagram oh, that calls yeah. out all the influencers that are doctoring the pictures and yeah. all the influencers that are making the bums bigger and this and the other and creating this false and uh, like I don't agree with that but you're absolutely right social media the images that, that people are portraying when they're true are, are very positive mm. and creating a very positive image and I do mm. like that part of the industry the part of the industry that I don't like is obviously the, the falseness yeah, of definitely. it um, but yeah I think um I've noticed that, you know, one of the things you touched on is women seem to have this misconception that if they started to lift weights, they would turn into a mass monster. Well, <laughs> I've been training since I was 14. You know, Josh has been training, you've been training. It doesn't happen like that. Trust me, I've been trying to be a mass monster <laughs> exactly. for like a decade. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Exactly. So I don't know where this like misconception, because if that was the case, then every single guy that goes to the gym would be absolutely huge. Oh, if all God. that they had to do was go in and lift weights. Oh, and drink protein shakes. Oh, and drink a protein shake. Come yeah, on, yeah. don't forget. And don't forget they have to take creatine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing about it as well. You know, the, the, the misconceptions around supplements and supplementation women who come to me for coaching and they're like you know oh I just want to lose a bit of weight get fitter I want to look like this athletic person here okay show me a picture Mm. I see the picture that they're following and it's like okay you know that that girl isn't natural right what you mean they take steroids or do they just take creatine okay okay first off creatine we all have creatine in our systems Mm -hmm. it it resides in our muscles so no creatine is not going to make you big and bulky neither are protein shakes my son has protein shakes, and believe me, when, because my son was quite a high-level uh, gymnast, he doesn't do it anymore. Um, good for him, because it was terrible. It was terrible. 
Um, but we used to always like go up when he finished his four hour training session and give him a protein shake and his gymnastics instructor used to absolutely floor me for it proper floor me for it and she was like you don't want his muscles to grow so big whilst he's still young because his bones won't catch up I'm like Jesus Christ love it's it's whey protein I might as well just give him a chicken breast (laughs) I'm not giving him steroids but again it's it's this miseducation of people this misconception that people have but some of these people are placed in a position of responsibility Mm. where they're supposed to be there to educate and guide youngsters and they've just got totally the wrong knowledge they shouldn't even be in that position yeah but again this is all social media it's the whole same thing this is probably going to turn into the vent episode isn't it (laughs) I know but this is the whole same thing about um, you've done one show as a competitive bodybuilder didn't prep yourself but now I'm a prep coach taking on prep clients and then all of a sudden all they do is what do they do more cardio less food yeah and I know what people do they... that have never competed that are prep coaches. Yeah. Oh, and they've never compa- they've competed. Never competed. What? What the? F- huh? <laughs> <laughs> I take it you don't agree with them. No. No. I don't believe you should do something unless you've experienced it yourself. And not just mm. done it. Done it done multiple it times, level. and then researched, and then researched more, and then researched even more because, like, you have to have like a deeper understanding because my prep isn't going to be the same as your prep. Isn't going to be the same as mm. your prep. Because there's going to be vast fundamental differences in it, in the nutrition, in the amount of macros that we need. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. I think a lot of coaches think it's a one-size-fits-all. And then if you've never been lean, if you've never been actually lean, then how can you coach your person through that stage if, they've never, if you've never experienced what they're about to experience? Yeah. It's all a... Uh, it's, it's unrelatable. It's the, it's the copy and paste method, mm. right? The copy and paste method. That's what really annoys me. So when I set up a client, um, I always say to them, I need all of your um, stuff. So my application form, it's very boring. I always say to them, you know, grab a brew before you start. But, you know, you have to pay attention for it because it's my application form is 22 pages long. And yes, okay, there is a lot of multiple, cho- uh, multiple tick boxes and things like that. So it doesn't take you very, very long. But there are questions there that um, will establish whether or not you have a digestive problem. Mm. Um, it will establish whether or not your menstrual cycle is um, skew-if. You know, it does. It, it looks at absolutely everything. It also looks about your emotional and mental capacity towards dieting. Because some people might say, yeah, I'm going to do everything it takes to get on stage. <laughs> but then two weeks into a diet, it's just like... Can I have uh, some food, please? Yeah, yeah, the cheesecake was calling me. You know, yeah. I fell off. And it's so difficult. And it's not just in terms of just the prep, like you were just saying but it's also the aftermath of that how many times have you gone on a diet um, and got super super lean and then found yourself two days after the show with your face in the fridge you know literally not being able to stop eating cookies Mm. it's because you're you're leptin resistant you haven't got an idea about how to stop that hunger because again it's a survival mechanism and you know your prep is going to be different to mine Mm. because you're six foot and a man Mm. and I'm five foot and not so you know I mean it also comes down to various different supplements various different aids um yeah. various different um ergogenics or um uh, anabolics or and you know whatever we're going to be using within the realm and let alone if you're i mean if somebody is going to go on a cycle right um and i'm going to say this with a huge breath including women because women do use yep. steroids you know they really really do and i don't think that it should be a covered up um thing but women should who go into the gym who really want that nice athletic figure should not 
ever think that they are going to look like these beautiful wellness um, people who have just got their car to the Olympia unless they're going to take steroids, mm. you know, because it is going to be rife. But again, with various different cycles, you're, if you're going to take steroids, your anabolic use will be grossly different to mine, for example, yeah. you know, and it's not just the fact that I am just a little man, so I'll just take everything that you're taking, but, but just off. in a small dose. Yeah. No, that's not the case. That is fucking stupidity. Um, so if you are a prep coach, but you know nothing about anabolics, don't prescribe a cycle. Mm. Just don't do it. If you're a prep coach and have no idea about how hormones work, don't try and mess around with hormones. Don't ask for bloods if you don't know how to read them. And this is something that's really important as well for women to understand. Your bloods should be taken, whether you're natural or whether you're going to go down the steroid route. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to take bloods and you need to be able to have somebody who can interpret those bloods. I'm, I'm really stringent with my labs. So um, I had somebody who came to me who just asked me to, to look over their labs because um, he was worried about his thyroid. His thyroid was absolutely fine. Everything else, however was absolutely diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, thyroid is the gland of the month. Mm. You know, it's the hormone of the month now. Yeah, it's the it's the buzzword. That's everyone. It's like the we had we discussed it the other week. Everyone that's on gear now is on TRT. Oh. Mm. They're not running cycles. Oh, I'm on TRT now. What three hundred milligrams of yeah, TRT? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a full <laughs> every, cycle. Every three days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or every other day, or microdosing. You yeah. see the microdosing? Yeah. Just because it seems much more complicated. And it's like, oh, well, if it's not just 300 milligrams a week split into two doses, but it's, you know, 100 milligrams on Monday and then 175 on Tuesday and this, that, and the other, because it keeps the hormones stable. No, it's just overcomplicated shit, mm. right? You don't need to make yourself look out to be a lot more clever than the actual basic. You know, just, just go with the basics and stop confusing people. But again, these kind of coaches, in my perspective, um, it's almost like they have this uh, delusions of grandeur. So they want them to be the smartest person in the room, yeah. hmm. which is cool. And I totally agree with that one because your coach should be smarter than you. Absolutely, they should. You know, because it's their eye that's going to be watching over your prep and watching over your growth season. Um, what do you think about women getting fat in the off season? <laughs> Never really thought about it, really. <laughs> well, here you go on the spot. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I I don't really know. So I, when I've I've done a, a bulk before and and done like just everything, yeah. And then I've done a bulk before and I've stayed relatively in shape, mm -hmm. and I felt so much better by doing it in a controlled way. Funny and that, not, yeah. <laughs> but it's you, you're looking at obviously we're a similar sort of age. So back in the day. Probably when you started going first to the gym, and I know when I did, the mentality was get into the gym, eat big, lift big. That's yeah. how you're going to get big. So that's what you did. So yeah. you develop, you pick, you mimic your peers at the time. There wasn't YouTube, there wasn't online coaches, mm. there wasn't really personal trainers. Didn't have TV, yeah. did you? Didn't have TV, yeah. <laughs> or it was black and white. Exactly. <laughs> Used to get it on the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> but you you would learn from the guys in the gym and the the most knowledgeable guy that was perceived to be the most knowledgeable guy was the biggest. Yeah. Not the most, he didn't have any qualifications. He wasn't a personal trainer or anything like that. He was just the biggest guy in the gym. Oh, what, what do you do to get so big? Oh, I eat this, I do this, I do that. That's how it worked. It's only since technology's come into play that people have access to more information. But like I say, I think now what's happening is people are getting, 
they're trying to do this one-upmanship mm. and they're overcomplicating and they're talking about stuff that they're not really that knowledgeable and not educated enough to be talking about. We've spoken about it before with regards to like equipment. Like, obviously, like, the buzz at the moment is Prime Kit. Yeah. Because of all the torque profiles and the loading pins. And you know what? Most people haven't got a fucking idea what they're doing. And no. most of the coaches or personal trainers that are advocating this type of equipment that are going on social media, bigging up this equipment, they don't have the understanding of it because they haven't been coaching enough. They've just jumped on the bandwagon because they're trying to get likes and views and subscribers. So they jump on a trending topic. Mm. Um... But yeah, I mean, so obviously, yeah, with regards to 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 females getting fat, I suppose it's the same as as, as guys, really. But from from my experience, when I've wanted to put weight on and size on now, knowing now what I knew then, I would have done it a totally different way. Yeah. Like yeah. at my heaviest, I was seventeen stone. I'm five foot eight, five foot nine, and I used to have a mohawk. <laughs> I remember mohawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, I was 17 stone when I was a bouncer. And I needed the size and I needed the mass to be yeah, able to, to do my job. But I just ate everything. And mm. because I was working through the night, my eating habits were terrible. Circadian um, rhythm was off. Yeah, 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 everything. Whereas after my operation, so like this year, I had a hernia operation. And I lost loads of weight. I dropped down to like 70, 75 kgs. And I was really out of shape. And I got decided I was going to set a plan for myself and I wanted to do a photo shoot. But the first thing I wanted to do was to put some lean muscle mass on. So I spent the first part of my prep doing like a lean bulk. Mm -hmm. And I was able to put six kgs of good quality lean muscle. And then I went into a diet phase and my pictures that came back were, were way better. I was in one of the, at 46 years old, mm. I was in one of the best shapes I've ever been. And that was just being clever and being educated and sensible. I'd hired a coach, yeah. you know, a knowledgeable coach that I've worked with before. So, yeah, I don't think there's a need. I think, you know, if you, it's a misconception, isn't it, that you're going to eat, just need to eat, consume calories. You're going to get fat. Totally. And then all you've got to do is you're going to diet down and you're going to lose most of your size mm. because it's fat and water. Mm. You're not building tissue you're mm. not building good quality muscle tissue under there yeah definitely so i think going back to like the complete original point that we were trying to obviously get at with you know the the, the women in the gym thing um with the women in the gym i think again it stems from wanting to feel better wanting to lose weight but also wanting to have an aesthetic feel mm. um and do things like your photo shoots and things like that because again in social media it is going out there now, you know, do a photo shoot, um, do a competition prep, the whole competition bodybuilding prep and things now, because let's, let's face it, who the hell doesn't want to look good naked? Mm. Of course, everybody does. You know, you put out a post saying, do you actually want to get healthy? How many interactions do you think you're going to yeah. get with that as opposed no. to do you want to look good naked? Yeah. It's not going to be the same. And that's the reason why women want to jump into the gym because they want to look good naked. Mm. And if they feel better doing it, then great. Because I know my, myself personally, when I feel good 
because I look good, yep. I feel even better. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think that's what social media are portraying, and I think that's what's getting into women's minds. Um, but what I'm finding myself personally is I'm getting a lot of clients, uh, female-wise, who have got health problems, who are finding it very, very difficult to lose weight. So things like PCOS, um, as, a, as a major, major example, even things like Addison's disease, um, which is a really, really good example to use, actually, for women wanting to get into the gym and just be stronger. She just wants to perform better you know she doesn't really care what she looks like but mm. she just wants to actually feel stronger because she's tired all the time um and people have forgotten that just actually getting up in the morning and going for a walk actually makes you feel so much better yep. and it sets you up for a nice routine and if you do actually set that time aside and getting into the gym women will actually find that um self-empowerment as well because it's something that they do for themselves. You know, I'm a mum. I've got two kids. Yep. Um, and they're both teenagers now. I'm so very old. <laughs> um, I keep on saying this. I keep on dropping myself in it, don't I? Um, but... You know, I still find time to do all of my work, and I'm an extremely busy coach. Um, I coach elite level athletes, um, so they're they're very needy. Some of them are, are, are divas, so they need a lot of, of yeah. cuddling and things like that. But I still have time to do all of my work. I still have time to take you know my kids to college, take them to the football matches, um, obviously spend time with my other half, walk my dog, and I still train five days a week. So, but I train because it's part of my routine, and I love doing it. Mm. I'm not prepping for a competition at the moment because I've just come out of my heavy season. So I want a really nice recovery period. Um, and it's, I think, again, that's something that needs to be portrayed more into the social media aspect of things. Yes, everybody wants to look good naked, but nobody really knows what's needed in order to get you to that end point. So I think if anybody can take anything away from this, I think it's great that women are getting into the gym now. And I think it's great that I can see women who are whacking a weightlifting belt on and yeah. you know deadlifting some really high reps more so than men because i've seen some of the guys in the gym and they rep some heavy shit don't get me wrong but then they just kind of like sit back and either play on the phone for a little bit yeah. or have a chat or whatever like that whereas women they've got the headphones on they do their reps they have their breaths they grunt they growl and i absolutely love that i really really do i always come at you know yourself yeah, yeah. um after my leg days i'm always coming out with a horse throat <laughs> because you know that pendulum squat is vile um amazing but vile so you know they're getting in they're grunting and everything and that's what's going to build that physique and you're not going to turn into a mass monster no you're not but you're going to feel you're going to feel like you can break down yeah. walls well, i've seen to see you earlier before we came in like it's great to see the females coming in and a lot of them are they're taking the training really seriously mm. and they're out training the guys mm. you know i'm i'm at the gym various times throughout the course of the day and i see the different people and it's not the girls that stood around chops in. No. It's the guys that mm. stood around chops in. The girls are in, like you say, their headphones on, they're training, they're doing the cardio, they're doing the warm up, they're training, they're doing the cardio, they're having the shake, they're having the post workout meal, and they're going. Yeah. And they're in and out. And some of the, the females that we have training here, whether they're members or whether they're competitive, have got amazing physiques. They're really dedicating their time and putting the effort into building good physiques. Mm. Um, and we're obviously. You, you've seen as well we do a lot of photo shoots so we get people coming from all over the uk to shoot here as well yeah um and it's really good to see and i think we're getting more and more of the females they're going for this i've noticed we get a lot of fitness shoots and we get a lot of this what the carl calls this glam fit oh right yeah, yeah. And, I, and i like that so it's a bit of a putting a bit more of a, a sexy spin on the fitness shoot 
Um, but yeah, the people that are coming, they're getting in great shape, great mm. shape. And we've got like females that are coming that have had children and then they've, they've got themselves back into the gym and they've built these good physiques and they want to come and they want to have something to look back on and say, you know, this is what I was able to do. Yeah, so I think, it's, I think it's great. And we had Georgia in. So mm. Georgia's really good. So she works a lot with ladies that are frightened of coming into the gym. Oh, okay. That cool. won't come into the gym for whatever reason. Mm. They feel intimidated or whatever. And she has like a process where she goes through with them. So like the first thing you need to do, do you think you can go in and walk into reception, yeah. say hello and come out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that first. Do you think you can go into reception, scan in and go and have a chat? Can you go and have a talk? And to build up baby steps and get them in. And then she'll run like group classes. She's running in the studio. She's running little group training sessions. And I've seen her business grow over the last couple of years. Mm. And again, the people that she's bringing in are these ladies and these females that you would... They, they've even said, oh, do you know what? I would never... Looking at the place from the outside and looking at it on social media, I just thought it was full of meatheads. Yeah. And it's, but it's such, you know, because you're training, it's such, um, everyone's here to train. It's such a welcoming environment. Oh, it's a sure. big gym. It's spacious. There's separate floors. If you want to go and hide away, mm. and because you're a little bit conscious, then you can do that. Mm. But everyone's pretty much here to make you feel welcome and everyone's here to train. So, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's really good. Yeah. And I think as well with um, with women getting into the gym, I do exactly the same thing. So um, I've got a client and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so afraid to get into the gym. I was like, okay, all we're going to do is walk through the door. You're just going to walk past absolutely everybody, pass through reception, just say hi, get on a treadmill and go for a walk. That's all we're going to do. You know, and she takes the selfie and she sends it to me yeah. and it's that accountability and it's fantastic, you know, and then all of a sudden, like you said, it's just this, it's just this snowball effect of just yeah. a building that confidence but the one thing that I would say to anybody who's afraid to, to go into the gym um go in but actually look at people around you and if you look at people around you they're not going to turn around and look at you they're training they're training yeah. and they couldn't give a shit what you do what you do because they're probably thinking in their mind exactly the same thing as what you're thinking mm. so I mean I, I'll go into like a whole plethora of different gyms um I went to one in Liverpool the other week with Alex um one of my clients we just went on a bit of a road trip and that place was heaving absolutely heaving I was the only female in the gym <laughs> the only one in there now I'm not one of these people who just goes in you know with like the cropped hot pants and stuff like that one because very old <laughs> you can keep that in indoors but also too I'm there to train it's not there for a fashion statement yeah. I really don't care what I look like when I train because I just want to go in I want to train I want to go out and I was making more noise and I really couldn't care but I've been training for 14 years so it's completely understandable from that perspective but if you just think to yourself actually no one really gives a shit what I'm doing it really doesn't matter but you know if that is still going through your head get a big pair of headphones not the little ones that you can put in your ears mm -hmm. just the big ones the noise cancelling ones so when people are going to tell you to fuck off a machine you can basically you know ignore them um, because you can't hear them big huge trick that I use yep. all the time um, sometimes I don't even listen to music it's, just put it's, the headphones on exactly yeah. big headphones on it's just a big giant sign that says fuck off I'm training don't, yeah. don't come and annoy me <laughs> um, so that's what I did but just get those big headphones on and just go in do your shit and get out you know you can go and eat in your car on the way home or you can just wait until you you know you're not going to lose muscle if you don't have a post workout shake after the final rep in the squat rack you know it's not going to happen um, but you know just go in and do your shit it's, it's no one's really going to care but I will agree to totally wholeheartedly with what you just said about old schools. It can be very, very fearful when you just mm. look at it, especially yeah, yeah. in social media. 
But um, maybe we should do like a little bit of a reel and just kind of say, look, we're all friendly. Yeah. Maybe that would well, be quite I think cool. It's, it, I mean, if anyone goes on and meets reads any of the reviews online or anything, you'll see one of the big things that people always comment on is the atmosphere. Mm. And I don't care how much money you've got, what you're investing, you can't buy atmosphere. You no, either got it or you, you've got good members or you haven't. You've got good people that are training in the gym or you haven't. Yeah. And we're very lucky here that we've got great members. We've got a good atmosphere. The people appreciate the gym and they welcome people. They're, the people that come here are proud of this place. Mm. So when new newbies come in, they they were quite happily help them if they need help and they make them feel welcome and accommodating because they're like, well, you know, it's the members' money that have played for this place. Definitely, yeah. This is their gym and they're proud of it. So mm. we're very lucky with that. Mm. What's your take on it? Females in the gym? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good instead of seeing a lot of fucking men. I think there's there's like categories of women that really get on with it and there's categories of women that just sort of come in and advertise themselves yeah. in a way like you can dress how you want in a gym don't get mm. me wrong yeah but you dress because you come in and train yeah some people dress because they want to get looked at they, they want to get, get looked at they want some likes yeah, and yeah. They want so some so there's there's obviously the types and obviously as you said that goop guy that calls out all these women and that are giving these unrealistic expectations to these females that are coming to you oh, i want to like this person it's like well that person doesn't actually look like that mm. in the mm. first place because it's highly edited and and stuff but no it's good Everyone's diversifying. The diets are getting different, as you said, because women, women and men are are different, are fucking different, like <laughs> fundamentally different, and their bodies respond differently to to diets. You can't diet a woman like you diet a man. No. Um, so, no, it is nice that the the industry is is having that shift and it's being more inclusive towards towards both sort of genders, sexes, everyone. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I like it. I think it, like I said, I think it's only for the positive. Like I, we've, we've spoke about it before when we talk about like the trends. Yeah. Um, and obviously I spend quite a lot of time in America and travel around different gyms and stuff over there. And that's where I pick up on a lot of trends, like fitness related trends. So what tends to happen in the States tends to like filter over here in the next like 12 to 18 months. Oh yeah, like Orange Theory. Yeah. Oh my God. And um, <laughs> I was noticing like obviously the... I went last time I was over, which wasn't the beginning of the year. I went and trained in, in a gym, um, a massive gym. Like a, It's like a commercial gym, but they have great kit. And everybody trains. Yeah. Everybody trains. Every age, shape, size. And they all, they're all very body confident. Mm. So like over here, you're, I think you have two specific types of people so you have the people that come to train like yourself don't really care what you wear you just wear whatever's comfortable for training that day if you want to come in in shorts you wear shorts you want to come in leggings you wear leggings whereas over there they're a lot more body conscious so i noticed like the ladies would be wearing the, the short shorts with the fashion but all sizes yeah and they were wearing the baggy tops the, the oversized t-shirts all sizes mm. And it was nice to see that it wasn't just like, and they weren't doing it because they wanted likes or they weren't doing it because they wanted attention in the gym. They were doing it because they felt comfortable and they were comfortable in themselves. Yeah. And I really liked that. And I found it very a very inclusive environment. The, the whole gym, you would look around and you would see every kind of demographic mm. training in the gym. And that's how I'd love to see the fitness industry progressing over here, where it's more about this, this body positive image. Um, making you the best version of yourself mm -hmm. rather than 
trying to look like this person that you're probably never going to look like mm. because you don't have the same genetics or you're not photoshopping your pictures. Um, but I think that's that's the way forward. That's the way it should go. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Body confidence is very, very mm. empowering because if you don't love yourself, you're never actually going to make a change for yeah. it because you can, you're consistently going to have this negative viewpoint upon yourself. And if that is the case, then you're just going to think, well, what's the fucking point? What's, what's the point in me going to the gym? What's the point in me being healthy? Because I'm just going to fail anyway, and I'm always going to look like this. So you might as well actually start with a little bit more body confidence. I put up a, um, a post the other day whilst I was training in here, obviously. And I said, me in the gym, and I've got my high-waisted leggings on. Saw it, yeah, yeah, you saw it, right? <laughs> but then all I did was just like shuffle down my high-waisted leggings and just let everything <laughs> hang out. And it was like, yeah, this is also me in the gym. Yeah. It was taken two seconds apart. But the fact is, is that even the top bodybuilders in the world, the pros, the champions, everything else like that, Every single person has dimples. Everybody mm. has stretch marks. Everybody has blemishes. Everybody has flabby bits. They just hide it very well with yeah. the with the the angles that they do. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, you know. But it doesn't really matter. Like you know, I'm I'm body confident when I'm in the gym because I don't really think about my body in the gym. I just think about moving it <laughs> without it breaking. <laughs> That's that's like my number one fundamental at the moment, especially on the leg press, dodgy hip, so very old. Um, <laughs> but but that's that's you know be be self empowered and just get up in the morning and if you think to yourself right I'm going to go to the gym today and I'm just going to choose a cute outfit that I want to wear and if I'm if I'm feeling a little bit bloated then fuck it I'll just get a big rag top and I'll put that on yeah, over exactly, the top anyway yeah. you know because the bloat's going to go down you know it's fine might be you know my time of the month or whatever like that so I'm going to feel a bit shitty but you know exercise is going to actually help me mm -hmm. so it's just about having that that body positive image or that even that self-centeredness be selfish and be self-centered just for that that one hour in the gym mm -hmm. and wear the damn shorts if you want to wear the shorts if you don't want to wear the shorts then yeah. don't wear the shorts you know it doesn't really matter don't don't just kind of play into what social media says to you. There was a big trend, wasn't there, last year about, you know, oh, it's so hot out. Just wear the damn shorts. It's like, mm. fuck off. If I don't want to wear shorts, I'm not going to wear shorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, why are you telling me that I have to wear shorts just because it's hot? You know, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Just wear what the hell you want. As long as you feel comfortable, wear what the mm. hell you want. And that, well, that's, that's a vent, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Nicely transitioning over. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. So, yeah, I think it's it's been great to have you on, Vicky. Thanks for coming on. I thank you all. It's good to get a female's perspective. Usually I have Bryn being very <laughs> Mr. Black and White and <laughs> annoying everyone. Um, so, yeah, we'll, um, what do people need to do, Josh? Like, comment and subscribe. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode.